Someone who is diagnosed with dementia may be able to continue driving for some time. However, they must fulfil certain legal requirements. As the person's dementia progresses, they will reach a point when they can no longer drive safely and must stop driving. Many people find this very difficult to accept. Hello, I'm Hannah, and in this episode of the podcast, I speak to National Dementia Helpline advisor Angelo about the legal process and how to deal with this sometimes difficult situation. Do you have to stop driving once you've been diagnosed with dementia? This is a major concern that people have, actually. A diagnosis of dementia doesn't automatically mean that someone has to stop driving. Some people, I mean, especially in the very early stages of dementia, they do keep driving and they're able to do so for some time. I mean, in some cases, the doctor will advise that someone, you know, might need to stop driving. This would generally be because they've seen symptoms in that person that would make them unsafe to continue. But that very much is down to symptoms rather than automatically based upon a diagnosis of dementia. Who do you need to inform if you are diagnosed? Well, it's actually a legal requirement to tell your relevant driving authority. So that might be the DVLA, or if you're in Northern Ireland, that would be the DVLNI. And you also need to tell the insurance company. It's actually very important that people do this because if they were, for instance, to have any kind of accident and hadn't notified the DVLA or their insurance company, then they may well be considered to be driving without a valid licence or without valid insurance. Basically, what, what should happen is that notification of the diagnosis should be sent with a person's name, address, date of birth and the driver number on their driving licence and that should be sent to the relevant driving authority. What will happen after the person tells the DVLA or the DVLNI? Well once the relevant driving authority is informed what they do is they send a questionnaire seeking consent to obtain medical reports from the person's GP or, or, or maybe the person's consultant. Once the person returns this questionnaire and if they give consent then the driving authority will contact the medical professional involved and based on the information they receive they'll make a decision as to whether the person can safely continue to drive. Now the driving authority might ask someone to take a driving assessment. This isn't like a driving test, it's more of a, an, an overall assessment of a person's driving performance and, and safety. It also includes an interview with, with an occupational therapist and tests of reaction time and vision. A key part of the assessment is an on-road session with an advanced driving instructor. Now the person with dementia doesn't have to pay for this test if the driving authority has asked them to undertake it. The person with dementia will only have to pay themselves if they themselves request the assessment, if, for instance, they're concerned about their own abilities. How would this affect insurance? It will depend on the insurance company. Generally, it does seem likely that the cost of insuring someone with dementia will increase. I mean, you would really need to to check with the particular insurance company, though, because, um, you know, different insurance companies will have different policies. What effects can dementia have on someone's ability to drive? If you think about it, driving is actually a very complicated activity, so it requires a lot of concentration and a lot of coordination. As dementia progresses, it has quite serious effects on memory, reactions, perception, also the ability to perform tasks, sometimes you know fairly simple tasks. All of these can be dangerous when put into the context of driving. For instance, if a person's reflexes are affected, they might not be able to avoid danger on the road in time to prevent an accident. And you know, due to, due to the complex nature of driving, even confusion over one or two fairly small aspects of, of how to drive can lead to quite serious danger for, you know, for the driver, for their passengers, and also for other road users and pedestrians as well. Does it affect experienced drivers? It would, yeah. I mean, however experienced someone may be, you know, if they're having trouble with perceiving distances accurately, then this can be dangerous for both themselves and for other people as well. What should you do if you've got a family member who is reluctant to give up driving? So what's a good way to broach that subject? 
There are often a lot of emotions tied up with driving, from you know a feeling of independence to you know feelings of, of freedom. So it can be difficult for someone to accept that they need to stop. Unfortunately, there aren't any straightforward or you know set approaches that will work with everybody. And the best action to take will really depend on, on the individual involved. People are likely to need quite a lot of encouragement from you know from their family or friends. I think it's important to acknowledge how difficult it might be for the person, especially if, for instance, they've got physical problems which make it difficult for them to maybe use public transport as well. It's important to realise that the person's not being difficult. D dementia very often affects people's insight into their abilities. In some cases the person might be in denial about their diagnosis or, you know, for instance, they may not remember that their licence has been cancelled. It might be helpful to talk to the person about what they find difficult about giving up driving. They might feel that it will make them more dependent on others or they might worry that they won't be able to go out when they want to. I mean, if they give some indication as to, as to what specifically is concerning them about it, it can be slightly easier to look for alternatives or, or ways to address those concerns. Just simple things, just moving the car keys so that they're not in their usual place or, if possible, maybe parking the car somewhere where it's not a constant you know visual reminder it can also be useful to encourage people to, to take charge of of their new transport arrangements uh, maybe by you know finding details and timetables of local transport services or, or maybe helping them to, to open a, a taxi account what are the warning signs that someone should consider giving up driving Generally, I mean, if someone feels less confident or, you know, more irritated when they drive or if they get lost, uh, even on familiar roads, or maybe if someone, you know, begins to misjudge speed or distance, these might well be signs that they should think about whether they're still able to drive. I mean, there are more dangerous things. I mean, if someone finds they're, they're straying across lanes or, or they're, you know, knocking into curbs or anything like that, or if the passengers themselves in the car are, are worrying about the person's driving, then these might also be warning signs, to be honest, that you know, that it, it, it might be time to, to consider, you know, giving up driving. What are some of the benefits to giving up driving? There are a number of benefits. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely good to focus on, on them when trying to persuade someone that maybe they shouldn't be driving anymore. I mean, a major benefit will be no longer having to pay for petrol or car insurance each month. They're also not going to have the stress of um, remembering routes or, or finding their way or, or even, you know, looking for parking spaces or, or, you know, paying for parking permits either. I mean, some people do prefer public transport because it's much more sociable. Um, I mean, some people quite enjoy talking to other people on the bus. And I think it's good to speak to the person directly in order to find out what they don't like about driving, um, because that might be, <clears throat> it might be good to focus on those things uh, that they don't like about driving in order to help them through, you know, not being able to drive anymore. For more information, please visit alzheimers.org.uk or phone the National Dementia Helpline on 0300 Thank you for listening to the Alzheimer's Society podcast.